Do you ever just want to feel less stress and overwhelm around running a business or leading your team? Hey, well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Less Stressed Leader Podcast, where we have discussions around practical tips and mindset shifts to being an entrepreneur, leading a team, scaling, and getting really good at focusing on being less stressed on your way to creating more successful growth in your professional world while also creating more personal joy in your life. I'm Trisha Barita, a working mom with twin girls, a business and employment law attorney, psychology major, and certified coach for women entrepreneurs and company leaders. Now, let's get after it. this friend. Is work burnout real? I mean, what do you think? And what the heck is burnout? And there's a lot of studies and thoughts about this. You know, as I've mentioned in my intro, in addition to law school, I uh, have an undergraduate degree in psychology. And psychology and psychologists get probably the most credit for this idea of burnout. The psychologist Herbert Freudenberger, a German-born American psychologist, is often mentioned as coining the term burnout for his studies and publications in the 1970s and 80s. Now, he published multiple books and studies on the topic. One book was actually called Burnout, uh, The High Cost of High Achievement that he, um, he authored with Geraldine Richelson. And he talks about experiencing something that wasn't just exhaustion, and it wasn't exactly depression. It was something new, which, of course, he called burnout. Now, <laughs> the, the modern, if you go like Urban Dictionary, popular definition of burnout, you know, um, uh, they say it's a state of emotional and physical exhaustion caused by a prolonged period of stress and frustration. And this definition is actually pretty similar to how Webster's Dictionary breaks it down as well. So let me just plainly ask you this. You know, have you ever gotten to the point when, with your work, when frankly, you're just not feeling it? <laughs> you know, maybe you have the Sunday blues before Monday comes, or or maybe, or maybe you're, you know, uh, you never stopped working. So the weekend is, you know, <laughs> a blur. Uh, or you, um, other characteristics of burnout would be like, or you have little to no motivation. So you need, you know, you need to be working on things, but you just feel like over it, um, experiencing maybe amplified anxiety, some exhaustion, insomnia, or that thing where you wake up in the night and you're worried about things and you can't get back to sleep. And so, you know, it's stopping you from getting a full night's sleep which I'm like super grouchy if I don't get a full night's sleep. So that's a huge deal for me. I think sleep is such a big part of being healthy. Um, finding yourself easily being, you know, triggered by things that normally wouldn't really bother you. That's another characteristic and sign, I think, of, you know, this burnout. And actually, if you Google it, um, the memes for work burnout are endless. It seems like there's a lot of people at work that are in burnout looking for memes. So maybe they're making these memes. I don't know. But there's a ton of them out there. Uh, so 
Um, like one I saw was like a cow standing on a beach with like the waves lapping over his cow feet. And it said like me deciding whether to go to work today or just walk into the ocean. <laughs> um, another was like a cartoon dog sitting in a room on fire with, while the cartoon dog is like drinking coffee, telling himself, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> um, Oh, and then there was this one that was, like, a scene from, like, The Simpsons where, like, Bart Simpson is showing Milhouse into a cave. But the meme, like, what they had written over it was, like, saying um, saying Bart is telling Milhouse, this is where I come to cry. And Milhouse is, like, cool. <laughs> and these are all attributed to, like, work burnout situations. So, I mean, maybe for you, you know, work burnout could even feel just like you start dreaming of a different path an easier job in your mind, you know, something that doesn't have whatever you have going on <laughs> anywhere else sometimes. So, I, you know, when I talk to other, um, other company leaders, other entrepreneurs, they're like, you know, yeah, I'm just, I like to think about going and doing this, which is totally different than what they do. You know, it, that could be a sign. Hey, you know, something's going on there. You, you know, you're in this sort of burnout sort of, you know, phase and peace of, you know, what's going on with you at work. Now, it's just you and me here. So you can admit it. You know, you can tell me, yes, I've, I've experienced one of those things you just said, Trisha. And it doesn't make you a bad person. You know, you maybe you love your people. You love the people you lead. You, you love your clients, your customers. You love your business. You know, but, you know, being honest with yourself and, and saying, hey, yeah, I – I do experience that. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, have this passion for the business and and for the people and the things in it, you know? So if your answer is yes, then I think we answered the question I posed at the beginning of this podcast, right? Is work burnout real? If your answer is no, you're in denial. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Maybe, you, maybe you're not. Maybe you've never had it. You know, maybe you've never had work burnout. Maybe you've never experienced any of those things. I mean, I'm like, awesome for you. I mean, who knows? I, I think you may be like a rare unicorn that's an entrepreneur, you know, that is an entrepreneur or company leader. You know, maybe that, that experiences daisies, skittles, and rainbows every day for you at work. But, you know, that's awesome. But for so many of, um, so, so many people, it's not. And you know, I've worked closely with many business owners and company leaders over the years. And um, and I myself, as an entrepreneur, have had these moments. Um, and in my years before owning my business, I always, I also worked with people, you know, um, that were kind of in denial of the fact of work burnout. And I have seen those repercussions in the work culture and who they are at the, you know, professional and personal level. I mean, part of you being um, successful at doing what you do is not just having a pulse on your industry, you know, or your company or your team, but having a pulse on you. Let's take Mark Zuckerberg, um, for example. You know, Mr. Facebook. <laughs> AKA controller of the, the universe, or at least the Facebook universe. Um, but no, seriously, Mark Zuckerberg has become um, pretty famous um, for wearing a gray t-shirt every day. And why, why does he do that? 
why would a person in his position and his wealth do that? And he's answered this question before. Um, it's to make as few decisions as possible about anything except how to um, best serve his community, you know, of, of more than a billion people. So really it's likely because someone in his position, they focus on performing at the highest level. And performing at the highest level that you can perform at as a human being requires many different things to happen. But I think there's two distinct ones, you know, that, that I find have to happen for you to perform at that level. One, you have to recognize that you have limits on how you use your mind. And two, eliminating extraneous, you know, BS that adds to you hitting your limit. Hence, eliminating decisions in your day that don't matter to your main goals and focus in like what color shirt to wear or even like what you have for breakfast, maybe. You know, Zuckerberg uh, has called them, you know, these small frivolous decisions. And you may be thinking right now, well, it takes like two seconds to pick out a shirt every day or, or open the fridge and decide what I'm going to have for breakfast. And you're right. You know, some days it does and maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you think it's totally extreme to wear the same outfit or shirt every day just to eliminate that decision. And me and Mark, I'm going to tell you, we're not besties. So I can't totally speak to his inner motivations except, you know, uh, what he's put out there. But he has referenced, you know, the psychological theory behind it, the energy that it takes to make decisions. And you see the psychology of it is simple. The human mind has capacity limits. And you can do many things to expand them, test them, push them, but it can get tired. Sometimes you may refer to it as an emotional exhaustion, but it can go way beyond that. Have you ever spent like a day studying something or working on something and never doing much of anything physical, physical except like sitting in a chair, but you find yourself like physically exhausted as well at the end of the day? Law school was like that. There's only um, there's only one test in a, in a class, usually a three-hour test. Um, only one test at the end of that class. So you have a semester's worth of material that you have to like regurgitate in writing back to your professor. And, you know, in my mind, you might as well have, you know, Eminem's Eight Mile Song, you know, Lose Yourself, where it's like you got one shot, like <laughs> playing on repeat. When you walk in to take that test, because that is basically it. Whatever happens in the next three hours, there's nothing else. No bad day, no extra credit. You have to perform at the highest level and you're actively competing against every person in the room because the test is on a curve. So you have to beat them and score better than most to get a good grade. I mean, it's pretty much a survival game for the mind. So only those that hack it, make it. I had one friend drop out um, after the first test. He just he just never came back. Um, we never heard from him again. I mean, when the tests are over, it's crazy how exhausting it was. Especially that first semester when most of us had never really done that before, 
like never pushed our minds like that. We had studied hard. We had gotten good grades. I mean, we got into law school, but this was something different. And, and the pressure, um, is crazy. And the, and the amount of concentration to try to put all that information in your head so you can give it back, you know, in this one tight time frame. that's the edge. That's the burnout, the state of emotional and physical exhaustion. You know, stress can do it for sure, but overworking the mind in any way really can as well. Now you might say, well, Trisha, <laughs> in my job, there's no out here, okay? The job has got to get done and I'm the one that has to do it. <laughs> Look, the drive to get things done is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is not recognizing how burnout creeps in and can frustrate all your efforts. When people are emotionally tired, they make mistakes. When people are physically exhausted, they make bigger mistakes. And when people are in a state of emotional and physical exhaustion, where you get that burnout, it can make you counterproductive, limit you from achieving your goals. It can take a toll on your health. Take a toll on your personal life and those that you cherish most. I mean, for example, okay, let me give you an easy example. Let's just say this person, Isabel, comes home, you know, working mom, had a busy day at work, you know, keeps thinking how overwhelmed she is and just snaps at her son when he asks to play when she walks in the door. You know, and there it is, that characteristic of burnout that is, you know, finding yourself easily triggered. You have to ask is the work burnout changing how you show up at home with your loved ones? I mean, do you wish you showed up different? Well, then that matters, right? Another hugely important part of all of this is during this time of burnout, you may stop believing in yourself, doubting your skills, doubting yourself as a leader. And most of this episode, I've talked about how burnout affects you, not stressing, um, you know, with the issues that it has on your team. And that's because it's really important for you. It's that whole airplane announcement, you know, should the cabin lose pressure, AKA we are, we are in a dire situation. <laughs> Oxygen masks will drop from the overhead compartment. Please place the mask over your mouth and nose before assisting others. We all know why they ask us to do that. Because it sounds better than, hey, don't lose your mind if there's an emergency because you passing out or dying while trying to save other people doesn't help anyone and only makes our job worse. Thanks for flying. I know right now you're thinking, man, Trisha, you missed your calling as a flight attendant because <laughs> I would have been keeping everyone really calm. But no, seriously, it's so basic. You probably don't even think about it when they say it on the plane anymore. Yet clearly, most signs or announcements you see or hear in life, they often exist because somebody did something that defied basic common sense. After law school, I feel like I saw the whole world differently. Um, the exposure, <laughs> the cases you read, the things that have happened to people, um, it's enlightening. Um, so much of my husband, who's not a lawyer, jokes with me when we see like an over-the-top warning uh, or sign, like, I don't know, don't feed the bears. He's like, someone tried to feed the bears there, didn't they? 
<laughs> and I'm like, yep, probably. <laughs> it's probably that sign's probably there because a lawyer, you know, advised it to be put there. I mean, I totally digress. But what I'm getting at is your team may experience burnout too, but don't try to fix that by ignoring what's going on with you. It's super basic, but you may want to do it anyway. And I'm telling you, there is a better way. You know, you can't take care of them if you aren't performing at your highest levels. And you can't perform at your highest levels if you're in burnout mode. You know, I'm often dealing with clients in high states of stress. And sometimes, you know, they're all in for full burnout because they perform in high levels. And there's a lot going on there with their circumstances and their thoughts about them. And I use... Everything I have in my toolbox, my degree in psychology, my experience over the years to work, to coach with, you know, them through it. Um, you know, but the first step I would say of, of a couple of steps that you could do is recognizing it's happening. You know, denial and ignorance are a beautiful thing or things they feel beautiful, maybe right up until they're not. And they potentially can destroy everything you have built. The second step I would say is acknowledging it happens to everyone um, like you, you know, leaders, even very, very successful leaders who run, you know, huge companies um, sometimes and often have at some point experienced burnout for a day or multiple days. And then the third step is taking like, trying to take, I know this is hard sometimes in the situation, but trying to take a logical approach to identify the cause or what you think the causes of burnout are. Example, you're thinking that you lack control in a situation. Um, that's that's stressful. Um, you, an example, you're, you have feelings of overwhelm around work day, daily tasks or how things aren't getting done the way you want them to or feeling you don't have enough time. Another example would be you have a thought that you aren't successful enough comparing yourself to others and their success. All these things and, you know, different things could be, you know, part of the cause or at least some piece of the puzzle of you trying to figure it out. And so starting to try to take approach to sort of go, what's going on in my head Um, and getting it out sometimes on paper, I think is very, very useful. The final step is acceptance about when, you know, what the solutions are to address it. You know, what is causing this? And can I possibly change, you know, the thoughts I have around these circumstances to sort of alleviate this feeling of work burnout? Separating out what are the facts versus all the thoughts I'm having about them. You know, is, you know, Is it your thoughts about a circumstance you have no control over uh, that you're kind of spiraling about and recognizing, you know, that you just may not have control over some of the things that are going on, right? Um, Remembering, you know, that you can literally overwork that brain by making things mean things that they don't, you know. Did the person really say that or did these things really happen or am I just sort of like going to a place about, where it could go or what would have happened or where, you know, what I, you know, interpreted it as. Or even just obsessing over, like, again, that control over circumstances that you don't have control over. I'm not saying these steps all happen or they're easy. I just think that work burnout is a real thing to tackle. 
for all the things that I talked about today, I say, look, rather than white knuckle through work burnout and experience the repercussions, whether that's at the personal level or professional level, you consider some ideas to logically step into the space of where you can get your power back over how you feel. You know, start taking maybe some small steps, even some action, just starting to recognize it's there and maybe kind of connect to what's going on with you about it. You know, so you can seek a way out of burnout and into, you know, the person you want to be, the leader you know you want to be. You know, I I have a lot more thoughts on this. And um, and I definitely think addressing the issues of burnout for leaders, you know, it is so important and it can make everyone that's working uh, around someone that is in a work burnout situation better. Um, it can make you a better leader. It can make you a, you know, a, a better loved one. It can make you a better parent um, to sort of be really real with yourself about these issues. But I just think I take it a little bit more seriously. I don't think like, you know, you'll see some of the memes where it's like, hey, I'm just going to happy hour to deal with my work burnout. Um, I kind of think like, hey, look, I think it's just a little bit bigger of that kind of issue, you know, than having a margarita on the beach in Mexico. But there's plenty of memes about that if that's what you want to go check out. Um, but, But for now, I'll leave it at that. Now, go get after it. You got this. Thanks for listening to the Less Stressed Leader Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into one of these topics and learn more about working with me, go to www.trishabarita.com. Now have a beautiful day. Beautiful day.